Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on the Bay Area's sports station. 95-7. The game. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Matt Steinmetz along with you on a sunny Saturday afternoon. And it's even more sunny because the Warriors beat the Los Angeles Clippers down in L.A. 121-105, and it was another spectacular. It's the only word for it. Well, actually, there's many words for it, but that's one of many special words for it. Steph Curry... Absolutely spectacular again today, like he's been virtually every game since he's returned from injury. Just let this sink in for a sec. Curry, 45 points in 30 minutes. 11 for 21 from the floor. 8 for 16 from three-point range. He got to the line today 16 times, made 15 of them, both of those career highs. As a team, the Warriors shot 41.5%. So what that means is that if Steph Curry isn't Steph Curry today, this game is a lot different. It's either much, much closer, or it might even be a game that the Clippers win. Because for a while there, Curry was the only thing the Warriors had going. No Kevin Durant. He was sitting out again with a quad injury. They had Klay Thompson going 4 for 16 and Draymond Green going 4 for 11. So, this was all Steph Curry today, and that's all you needed. He was that good. He just makes you pay for not being attentive. Talk a little bit about Blake Griffin. Unfortunate, he suffered a concussion with 2.11 left in the first quarter. He was driving baseline, kind of got hung up a little bit, got off balance, which we've seen before with Blake Griffin. And and as he got off balance, he first caught an elbow from JaVale McGee, looked like up around the eye area. And then as he fell back, it, it, it didn't appear. It actually happened. He hit his head on the hardwood. And that meant he got hit twice in the head. And he stayed down for a while. It looked like at one point they were supporting his head with a towel. But he was able to walk off under his own power. But he is now in concussion protocol, which means he may not play the next game that the Warriors play the L.A. Clippers. That's coming up in a week or so, and we'll see if Blake Griffin can play that game. 888-957-9570 is the number you want to talk about today's game. You can also hit me up on the text line 95795. And the one thing I want to start with in terms of this game, 
is DeAndre Jordan. Because I was looking at DeAndre Jordan in this game. Because they're talking about possibly him being available via a trade. And there wasn't one time today. Now, DeAndre Jordan finishes with 15 points and 11 rebounds. Nice numbers. Real good numbers for a center, right? Well, I thought he's... I thought he was absolutely terrible because 15 points and 11 rebounds is not the most important thing when it comes to playing the Golden State Warriors. When you're DeAndre Jordan and you're playing the Golden State Warriors, your most important job is to try to defend Steph Curry off the high pick and roll when they run it with their five man. All right, now listen, we all understand that's very difficult. We all understand that if you go out and try to make a play on Steph Curry, that the consequences could be bad for you. But let me tell you what's worse than that. Not even trying to get out on a Steph Curry three-pointer. I counted zero times, zero, that Steph Curry came off a pick at the top of the three-point line, DeAndre Jordan just not close enough. He's not in the vicinity to challenge Steph Curry's shot or to make him do anything other than take a nice, comfortable three-pointer. Happened twice in the first eight minutes, and then it even happened once in the third quarter where Curry came off a screen. DeAndre Jordan was, I don't know what he was doing. He's just in no man's land. I don't know if he's paying attention. I don't know if he's not. I don't know if he's just not very smart or he just doesn't care. I'm afraid it might be both. Because in the third quarter, when it happened again, he actually raised his hand. Almost like he'd committed a foul in the old days where you had to raise your hand so the scorekeeper could tell who committed the foul. And he raises his hand. My bad. Yeah, I should. It's like, I, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's the most important thing you can do against the Warriors is try to defend the three. And it's the one thing DeAndre Jordan didn't do one time today. Not one. You know what? Give me something where you switch out on Steph Curry and you come out on him so far that you make him just drive by you and you give him a wide-open layup. That that shows me you've taken more time to think about what's going on than what DeAndre Jordan ended up doing. Because if you come out 30 feet on Steph Curry, you know what? At least you're acknowledging, I know Steph Curry can make shots from 26, 28 feet. And so I was out too far and he drove by me. You know what? That's great. That's great. At least you're thinking. But DeAndre Jordan's out there playing a high pick and roll against Steph Curry, and it's almost like he doesn't think Steph Curry's a superstar or that he doesn't think Steph Curry can consistently make a 25-footer. I mean, it's it's bewildering. It was absolutely bewildering to me that Steph Curry is able to just walk into four or five three pointers today, just because the Clippers 
didn't pay attention to detail, most specifically DeAndre Jordan. And sometimes I think I'm being a little too hard on Warriors opponents, and, and I don't give enough credit for the Warriors' greatness. I'm not sure that this is one of those times. And I'm not saying Curry wasn't great. Curry was absolutely phenomenal. And maybe that's the point. When you see Stephen Curry is rolling, you have to do something different. You can't let him shoot 16 of 21 shots from three-point range when he's making every other one, and actually when he's making more than every other one because he missed his last two or three late in the third quarter when he was just trying to pad a little bit. So I don't know. I know the Warriors are better than the Clippers, but they're not only better than the Clippers, they're smarter than the Clippers, they're more committed than the Clippers, they focus more than the Clippers, and I just don't know. What I saw out there today from the L.A. Clippers, I wasn't crazy about. All right, 888-957-9570 is the number. The text line, 95795. The Warriors, 121. The L.A. Clippers, 105. Steph Curry, 45 points in 30 minutes. Another stellar ball game. From the Warriors point guard. We'll be right back with Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. It looks like it's opening week not January. So a lot of the other guys are out there dragging. Steph's firing at all cylinders. So I think he absolutely took advantage of the time off, got himself ready. And I thought the training staff and Q in particular did a great job. The whole group of really staying on him in terms of his conditioning and his shooting and Steph was coming in every day. So you miss 11 games, you're going to be chomping at the bit to get out there. And that's what it looks like to me. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, that was the coach's interview brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, where savings is simple, online at walnutcreekjeep.com. And that's the second time today we've heard a person use chomping at the bit. We first heard it from R.C. Davis. He said, I was chomping on the bit to uh, at the bit to... Uh, Get on the air, and then he said Steph Curry was chomping at the bit to get ready and back in the lineup. Just FYI for everybody out there, when you spell chomping like that, chomping at the bit, it's actually C-H-A-M-P-I-N-G. Now, the dictionary will tell you that you can use both, but chomping is the original with the A, and it's also what's preferred. So, I think we all would rather do what's preferred when it comes to the English language. So, yeah, chomping at the bit. C-H-A-M-P-I-N-G. All right, let's hear some, some fans. I'm sure you want to hear, some from, uh, hear from some fans instead of me talking about chomping at the bit and stuttering all over my words. And when we go to the fans, brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real, make it Nation's. Let's go to David in San Jose. What's going on, David? How you doing, man? Hey, thanks for uh, taking the call. Sure. Appreciate it. Uh, just wanted to go ahead and, you know, speak my mind on how I feel about this Clippers-Warriors matchup. Uh, 
the last time I, I remember being worried about the Clippers, I remember we had a, a banged up David Lee and a, a not a, a hundred percent Steph Curry. And, um, you know, it was playoff time and it was a game seven, you know, type, uh, you know, it, it was just a tight matchup and I haven't feared them ever since then. Um, you know, just being a, speaking from a fan standpoint, but you know, seeing that matchup come up and, and pop up on the schedule is not exciting anymore. And you know, when Paul left in the off season, I knew it was going to be a lot easier. Uh, you know, adding the key players that we did in the off season and, and them losing some guys, uh, it just you know, I feel real bad for them. And it's funny because I don't feel bad for any of these teams <laughs> in the NBA. You well, know, I just don't. But and uh, know what, David? I, I really, you know what? It, like yeah. I, I'm with you. It's I, I'm with you. It's not the same as it used to be. But even this this afternoon's game, I was looking forward to. But then Blake Griffin goes out late in the first quarter, and then it just becomes kind of an building. exhibition at that point. Yeah, exactly what Kerr said. It was just no energy in the building, and I don't really think they had high hopes of getting us uh, today or whatever day. Uh, they've been on a losing streak against us, and, and you know we're just going to keep our foot on their necks. But thanks for taking the call. All right, David. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's – I don't know what it is. I mean, the Warriors are just better than the Clippers. Like I said, I think they've got more talent. I think they're better coached. And I, I'll just stop right there. I'll just stop right there. The one thing I was starting to do today is when the game started, I really wanted... I'm fascinated by how Draymond Green can defend a Blake Griffin and a DeAndre Jordan and just how he has a knack for neutralizing them. So I said to myself, I'm going to just make a note of every time Draymond Green is on a matchup that's pretty much a one-on-one situation with any of those guys and just kind of take note of, of how he did. And once Blake Griffin got hurt, I stopped doing it. But but here's how the game started. DeAndre Jordan had a post-up against Draymond Green at the start of the game. He missed it. There was also a play where Draymond Green got switched to Sam Decker. And Sam Decker had the ball about 18 feet, and he had a head of steam, and it was a one-on-one situation with him and Draymond Green. And he made Decker take a little push shot from about 9 feet. Decker missed it. It's kind of a runner. Then there was a play where Blake Griffin began to back in and go to work, not against uh, Draymond Green, but against Iguodala. Draymond ends up helping on Blake Griffin. He turns him over. Then he finishes the fast break with a dunk. All right, so that's just the first four or five minutes of the game. Now, in fairness, there was a time when uh, Griffin got a bucket when he he took Draymond out into the mid post and knocked down a a 15-footer. Okay, that's fine. You got to live with something. But what I'm getting at is... uh, Draymond Green's pretty good. And Draymond Green is a heck of a defensive player. And he showed it again in his limited stint today against Blake Griffin. And the thing is, Blake Griffin can put up numbers against the Warriors at times. uh, But very infrequently does he put up numbers that seem to greatly impact the game. Uh, let's, uh, Let's take a listen to... 
Steve Kerr talking about Steph Curry and his game. Other than Steph's performance, it was a pretty bad basketball game all the way around. Obviously, they're unbelievably banged up already, and then, you know, Blake gets hurt, and there wasn't much energy in the building. But we, you know, we had a big third quarter, which was what we wanted. At halftime, we talked about it. You know, let's break free and make sure everybody gets to get out there and play. And that third quarter stretch was important for us, but um, this was mainly about Steph tonight. Yeah, it sure was. Curry finished with 45 tonight. In 30 minutes, career high in free throws attempted, free throws taken, 15 and 16 respectively. But man, so Curry had 45. The next high man was Nick Young and JaVale McGee, each with 11. Clay Thompson with 10. That's it. That's it for the guys who scored in double. Oh, I'm sorry, David West. By the way, David West didn't play in the second half. Played eight first half minutes, scored 10 points. David West. David West is playing terrific. Playing absolutely terrific basketball. Let's go to Dave in San Mateo. What's going on, Dave? Matt, happy New Year to you, my friend. Same to you, man. Hey, Matt, like everybody, I was real impressed with the game that Kevon Looney had against the Rockets. And it, it, it was kind of a tantalizing prospect, especially when you consider the increasingly limited role that uh, JaVale's getting. And I was kind of casting about for a point of comparison, and I wanted to run this by you. Let's assume we resign Kavon for next year. Do you think it's reasonable to expect that we could get as much out of Kavon as we did from a Donald Foyle? Yes, I do. The, th- the thing about O'Donnell, and it's, it's kind of easy to look back on O'Donnell's career and snicker, but he had two definitive traits that you could count on. He was a great shot blocker, and he would get you rebounds. Uh, you couldn't ask much more from him than those things, but those are the things that he did. I think Looney's a better garbage player around the rim. In other words, I think he, he's got a little knack to score more so than, than a Donald Foyle. I don't think he'll ever, you know, as I sit here and say, I don't think he'll ever be the shot blocker a Donald Foyle uh, was. I see that Looney had four blocks today in 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah, so um, I'd like to think you could get a little more well-rounded player than a Donald Foyle. And, I, what, and here's where I think Looney's really going to make his money. If you compare him to a foil who never had to do this, you know, he's going to get switched out onto guards like he did against Houston. And he's going to right. have to have plays where he, he's got to give you a chance if he's being uh, attacked by Chris Paul. And, and he did. He gave you a chance in those games. Uh, or I should say in that game against Houston. So he's a better, he gives you a better chance against a perimeter player than a Donald Foil would. So I, you know, he just kind of fits what they do and what they like to do. And, you know, the thing, the thing with O'Donnell, for all of his strengths, with O'Donnell there was at least two times a game when he would have a, a beautifully placed pass thrown to him and it'd go right off his hands, turnover. And the frustration that would come with that uh, tended, to, tended to offset all the good, the good things that you got from him. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot for the call, Dave. Appreciate it. Jeez. My man Dave coming down a Donald Foyle's road in the Warrior wrap up. A Donald Foyle. Now he did have two things that he did extremely well, and coaches like to know what they can 
rely on when it comes to a player. All right, when we come back, we'll take more of your calls and we'll hear more from Coach Steve Kerr and some of the Warrior players. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. First name Stephen, last name Curry. He came into my life, now everything is less blurry. Oh, Steph, Steph, Curry, Steph, Curry, Curry, Steph, Steph, helping me out, turning me into the best, best. First Over to Curry, left angle three, that's good. Curry buries one. Curry pulls it up, dialing long distance, and there's an answer. Straight on for three. Here comes Curry, off a of screen, top side, his three, got that one. Draymond with a rebound, flipped it to Curry, left wing, three-pointer, got it. Bell to Iguodala, back to Curry, straight on three, got it. Cold, hard cash for Curry. Ball batted for by Iguodala to Curry, who stops left wing, takes a three, it's up and good. Draymond Green fakes a lot, goes to Curry on the near side, and Curry just launches a three, it's up and good. Curry off the screen, front court, another three for Curry, he's got it. Curry buried in his eighth triple of the afternoon. Stephen Curry, 43 points. He came into my You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. We're going to call those the plays of the game. Those were all eight Steph Curry three-pointers today. He went eight for 16 from three-point range. Finished with 45 points in just 30 minutes. And those plays brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. You're probably more curious about that music. I didn't know it was coming either, people, but it came. And apparently it's a uh, Brita Water advertisement, and Curry is a spokesman or a sponsor or something. So it's a, it's a YouTube commercial. So you can. it's apparently pretty funny. I hear it's pretty funny. It's got Curry in it, and they're dancing, and there's a YouTube star of some sort in there. So it's uh, that, that Brita. I think I'm pronouncing it right you know the water the water filter stuff brita b-r-i-t-a it's brita is it brita i know i helped you with chomping at the bit why don't you help me with brita brita all right let's uh let's go to johnny in daily city what's happening johnny hey um, so here's my question uh by the way it's brita thank you you're welcome my question is um the Warriors have a wonderful dynasty right now. The Patriots had a wonderful dynasty brought down after 18 years by a health coach. What do you think is going to be the reason that the Warriors dynasty ends? You know what? I missed the end. Did he say, like, what? how does the Warriors dynasty come to an end? Yes. Oh, that's what you said. Okay, thanks a lot for the call, Johnny. That's a... Thank you, brother. Love you, man. All right, I appreciate it, Johnny. You know, sometimes when I talk about this, people... They get down on me because they want me to enjoy right now rather than try to spend time and energy thinking about how it is going to end. But I do like to think about those things. And my answer is I don't know when it's going to end. But I do know that there's going to be key touch points, if you will. And the first, well, I mean, Kevin Durant will opt out again this off season, and it's we're all assuming that he will re-sign with the Warriors just like he did last summer. So that would be the first important thing to happen. You you want to see Durant re-sign this summer? If for whatever reason he wouldn't, well, then that would impact the the future dynasty. At the end of next year, Clay Thompson becomes a free agent. Clay said he wants to remain here for a long time. If he does and you re-sign him, maybe it, keeps, it, it continues. It keeps going on. 
If not, can you maintain? Can you get something for him? So that's a big thing. Then Draymond Green's coming up the year after that. So it's a matter of how are the Warriors going to keep it together if they want to keep it together. And if they don't want to keep it together, can they continue this run by substituting, by letting a Draymond Green go in free agency because maybe Jordan Bell's ready to step in. And now you're, you have Jordan Bell part of a championship core, but he's getting paid way less money than Draymond Green is. That's how you keep it going. I'm not saying we're ready for that right now. In fact, if we talk a little bit about Jordan Bell, I do think he's coming back a little bit. He's coming back to the pack a little bit. You can call it the rookie wall or whatever you want. But I'm starting to think that as we move into the second part of the season and into the playoffs, I do think Kevon Looney is going to start getting a little more time and maybe more time than Jordan Bell. Maybe he starts eating into Jordan Bell's minutes. And that's not a knock against Jordan Bell. I just think that coaches, when the postseason comes around, they'll tend to go with a more conservative player as opposed to a high-risk, high-reward guy. And the thing about Looney, and maybe we can also go with a Caspi, a Looney, certainly go with an Iguodala, not that Iguodala and Bell are competing for the same minutes, but they're safer players. And coaches tend to go a little safer when you're talking about important games. And so I I think Bell might start to play just a little bit less, But when you say that, you also have to stipulate that the Warriors have a lot of games where they blow teams out. So a night like tonight, Jordan Bell wasn't really a big part of things, but he still got 16 minutes. And he played behind Looney today, but he still got 16 minutes. Well, why? Well, because he played the entire fourth quarter because it was garbage time. So even when a player gets supplanted, let's say, in the rotation... Doesn't mean they're not going to play anymore. Look at look at JaVale McGee tonight. He got 13 minutes, scored 11 points. It was, what, 10 days ago that Steve Kerr talked about JaVale being out of the rotation? The reality is, the Warriors are so good, it might be impossible to get out of their rotation because he uses 13 guys a night. And because they get up so big at times, he's going to use the bottom five guys. For garbage time, which happened to be, a lot of times, 12 minutes. It's 12 minutes of garbage time. That's a lot. That's a lot. And so that's why you see Nick Young with 20, Patrick McCall with 22. I mean, you just love it when you're looking at the Golden State Warriors starters minutes and you see Curry led the team in minutes with 30. 30 minutes for Steph Curry. And that's the most. I mean, that's what that's what great teams do. That's what the Spurs made a living on. It's what the Warriors have made a living on the last three, four, five years. And it's really important that they do that. It is very important that the Warriors do not play their starters tons of minutes in the regular season. And the reason why is because they play so many post games now, or postseason games right now. Those postseason games add up, and those are real minutes, and those are real games, and those are high-intensity games. 
So when you look at a, a player like Steph Curry, or any player on the Warriors for that matter, let's say a Draymond Green, let's say he plays 76 games. You kept his minutes down to 31 or 32. That's great. But you know what? Don't forget to add in the 16, 18, 20 postseason games that he's played each year. And now the Warriors are endeavoring to go to their fourth straight finals. Draymond Green, Steph Curry's already put 75, 80 playoff games in his back pocket. That's a whole season. So it's not a luxury that these guys are resting in the fourth quarter. It's almost a necessity because this team's been playing longer into the season than any other team other than the Cavaliers. So I think that's a that's a that's a real benefit for the Warriors and for Steve Kerr. And that's why I think it is a point of of emphasis for the Warriors to absolutely not play starters big-time minutes in the regular season. And it's absolutely why the Golden State Warriors will absolutely not, under any circumstances from this point forward, play a guy if he's not at 100%, unless we're talking about the playoffs. Kevin Durant, could he have played today? If it were a more important game, you know he would have. You know he would have. If this were a playoff game, I don't think it'd even be close. I think we know, we, we'd know for sure he would have played. But the Warriors don't have to do that. And it helps them. It helps them in the postseason because they need that energy. All right, we come back. We will wrap up the wrap-up show. We're going to hear from Steph Curry, see what he had to say after his 45-point night in just 30 minutes. McCaw backs up, feeds down to Bell. Bell. Spin dribble, baseline, pump fake, feeds Looney in for a dunk. Good assist by Jordan Bell. It's one thing I don't think we knew enough of for the Warriors acquired Bell, just how good of a passer he is and how much of a willing passer he is. I mean, I like to keep everybody engaged. I don't ever want a guy to gather cobwebs. Even if guy's out of the rotation, he's still going to get in there once in a while. So I, that's a, a belief of mine. There was a Phil Jackson trait. I believe in that wholeheartedly. You've got to keep guys engaged and confident and feeling good about themselves. And uh, that's important for us. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. That's Warriors coach Steve Kerr talking about the bench. And Steve Kerr used 13 players again today. Nobody played fewer than 10 minutes. Sean Livingston, I'm sorry, David West played 8. Sean Livingston, 10. Pachulia, 14. Everybody else getting getting a good amount of minutes. Steph Curry played the most minutes today. He played 30. And he scored 45 points. 45 points in 30 minutes for Curry. 8 for 16 from 3-point range. He set a career high for free throws attempted and free throws made. He was 15 for 16 from the line. He had six rebounds, three assists, three steals, a couple turnovers. But you know what? No blocks. No blocks tonight for Steph Curry. So he's been slacking a little bit. Yeah, he gets you 45, but I mean, he's just not protecting the rim uh, like an Andrew Bogut. So he's really, 
He's really got to step up his shot-blocking game, you would think. Uh, Speaking of Steph Curry, the future Hall of Famer, let's take a listen to what he said in the Warriors locker room after this one. Start off the game right. It's obviously weird playing a 12-30 game, and you got to find a little bit of energy and something to kind of build momentum, especially early. And thankfully, the first quarter, we were able to do that. And um, I was unfortunate to see Blake go out and... uh, and I hope he's all right. And, you know, you know, for us just to be able to try to, you know, control the tempo of the whole game and, and do what we do um, and get a big win and go home. Just to just stay, try to stay as calm as possible. You know, I know that there's a lot going on around that play, and um, honestly, just when you see him on the floor, not not moving really. Just you just want to. Let him hear a voice and make sure he knows, you know, guys are coming to look out for him and uh, and have his uh, his uh, his health as a priority. So just trying to you know, make sure he knew that guys were coming. Oh, yeah, I was right next to him. He, he was he was pretty responsive. Though. No, I just knew right away when I got free for a couple threes in the first quarter that, uh, and they they went down that you start to get a rhythm, and beyond that, you just keep your head down, keep shooting, keep being aggressive. Um, and that's really it. There's no like thought process of like, oh, this could be a, a whatever type of night. Just you know when your shots feeling you know better than other nights, and you just uh, just play and have fun. Honestly, I always feel like I'm hot. Like that's if you step foot on the floor, like if you don't have that confidence, then that's not who I am. Like when I'm out there playing, every shot you take, like you feel like it's going in. Um, and coming off the injury, obviously, you got fresh legs. Um, Got a nice rhythm. I was able to put some good work in like the week and a half before I got back on the floor. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. So, you know, you'll see me on Monday when I walk on the floor. Hopefully, thoughts and that are in my head or it should be another hot night whether, whether that happens or not. Obviously, even more. I mean, I looked up here at 20. Steph Curry. Now, it was a little bit of Clay Thompson at the very end. Steph Curry talking about... The fact that he always feels hot. I was on earlier today with John Dickinson on the NBA this week, and we were talking about Curry, and the discussion turned to, is Curry an MVP candidate right now? And I think it's easy to say, yes, he is. And the reason is because he, he is a an MVP candidate. But let me give you a little context here on what we'd be talking about with Steph Curry and uh, the MVP award. So if you look at the NBA's MVPs over the years, if there's one thing that is pretty consistent, it's that in order to win the MVP, you got to play a lot of games. You got to be involved in most games. Now there are exceptions, but for the most part, If you win the MVP, it means you played a lot of games. Now, Steph Curry right now has missed 30, I'm sorry, 13 games. He's missed 13 games, which means the most games he can play this year, if he doesn't miss any more, is 69 games. All right. 
So now you go to the list of all the NBA most valuable players, and you go down the list. And so if you go down the list and just working backwards here, from last year's winner, Russell Westbrook, he played 81 games, all right? So he only missed one game. But if you work back, then you get Steph Curry. He won twice. He played 79 and 80 in each of those years. Then it was Durant before that. He played 81. LeBron James then played 76. LeBron James won it the year before that. He played 62. But that was a lockout-shortened season. They only played a 66-game schedule. So LeBron played 62 of 66. Derrick Rose played 81. LeBron played 76. Then LeBron played 81. Kobe played 82. Nowitzki, 78. Nash, 79. I think you get where I'm going with this. Nash, 75. Garnett, 82. Duncan, 81. Duncan, 82. I think you get where I'm going here. If you'll notice, all those players played 75, 76 games or more. Now, 2000, 2001, Allen Iverson won the MVP. He played 71 games. All right? So that number sticks out a little bit because it's the lowest total in about 18 years. But then you keep going, and you're seeing the 79, 82, 81, 76 You have to go all the way back to 1977-78 when Bill Walton won the Most Valuable Player Award despite playing just 58 games. So Bill Walton won the MVP in 77-78 playing only 58 of 82 games. Now Portland was 50-8 and in those games. All right, so that tells you a little bit why Bill Walton ended up being the MVP that year. But what I'm getting at is that if Steph Curry were to win, let's say he plays the rest of the year, doesn't miss any more games, finishes with 69 games, and he wins the MVP, that means he will have won the MVP award playing the fewest amount of games in a season since 1978. Can it happen? Yes, it can happen. But it would be it would be a little bit of an anomaly, if you know what I mean. Cause he's gonna play sixty nine games at the most. Now he's obviously gonna be a big time factor in those sixty nine games, but I think if you look at the landscape, who else could be considered an MVP candidate? Well, James Harden, clearly. Well, James Harden's hurt right now. So chances are James Harden may only play 65, 70 games. So that gives Curry a chance, you would think. Who else is up there? Well, LeBron James is up there, clearly. Now, if LeBron James ends up playing 76, 78, 80 games, and Curry ends up playing 65, 66, I have a feeling LeBron James would win the MVP under that circumstance. So... Number of games played is a is a pretty big deal. And Curry right now is on a pace if he doesn't miss any more games to play 69. Will that be enough? I don't know. The other thing is you got to be realistic and know that people voting are going to look at the Warriors and say, well, is Curry the MVP? Is Durant the MVP? Is it Curry? Is it Durant? And those guys are going to split. I think I said it last year. I don't know if I'm going to stick to it, but I I think it still holds weight. I think it's going to be really tough for Durant or Curry to win an MVP as long as they're teammates. 
I just think that's going to be tough. It's really hard to differentiate those two players and which is more important and which is more valuable, uh, et cetera, et cetera. One more thing I want to get to before I turn it over to Michael Urban, who will be here till 7 o'clock. Quietly, the one thing that got lost in today's game, Draymond Green, technical foul number 11 today. We're not even halfway through the season. He's got 11. Once you get to 16, you start getting game suspensions. And if you do the math, he's headed for more than 22 technical fouls this year. Well, if if he continues on this pace, he's going to miss games. All right, he's going to miss, let's just say, a handful of games if he continues to do this. Now, he showed last year during the playoffs that he can do it. He can get it done where he goes long stretches without a technical foul. He might want to pick right now as a time to go on a long run without a technical foul. Because if he picks up a few right now in bunches, he's going to be he could be in a little trouble come the last two or three months of the season. That's going to do it for the Warriors wrap-up. And as always, we're sponsored by Arlo, Smart Home Security. And Arlo, to me, is... The best home security system out there. It's it's simple to use. It is thorough. It accounts for everything. You can look right on your phone and get the information you need. The bottom line is you put up cameras that are simple to install. Absolutely simple. These are weather-resistant cameras. You put them up wherever you want. You download the app from Arlo, and the next thing you know... You have access to seeing anything that's going on in your house. Arlo Home Security, Smart Home Security, you live more, you worry less. These things are weather resistant. Highly recommend them. One of the best things I've done, my Arlo Smart Home Security system. Michael Urban's next. Thanks for listening, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.